0: One of the things that I've never seen in my entire life of doing ransomware negotiations, threat acting, hunting, and whatnot, was a ransom uh, actor, a threat actor actually gave up the encryption keys and apologized for taking down a medical facility. It was, uh, <laughs> I've never seen this in my life.
1: That's Rico Danielson. He's a cybersecurity expert, and he's gonna share a -a one-of-a-kind ransomware story that you're just not gonna believe. Now, if you've never come in direct contact with ransomware, you ought to play the lottery because you are incredibly lucky. Ransomware certainly targets individuals, But you're not the main target, they're after money and working and they get the most bang for their buck. We're talking about big stacks of cash come from businesses, governments, and other huge organizations. You might remember that last year, ransomware hit the Colonial Pipeline, one of the country's biggest fuel suppliers. Well, it had to go dark for a few days in May. It was complete chaos. It's a huge deal. The Colonial Pipeline is basically the jugular vein of oil flow on the East Coast. You cut it off, gas prices soar. And ransomware even hit our food supply. You might remember this too. In January, 2021, a huge player in the meat industry had to shut down meat plants for a few days after an organized cyber attack hit the servers of JBS USA. Huh, didn't know about JBS USA? They process pork, chicken, and beef to sell in grocery stores around the globe. So here's what I'm getting at and that you have to know. Things are changing. Hackers are more ruthless than ever. Ransomware can put you and organizations out of business. It hits schools and hospitals. Cyber criminals stop at nothing to extort money from people, even people who are trying to save lives. This leads us back to Rico Danielson. I was sitting there at home and suddenly I get a text from Rico and he's like, you have to see this. And I saw it and I was like, you guys and gals have to hear about this. You've heard Rico on our podcast before. He's a decorated veteran who now works in cybersecurity. He's a total expert on digital forensics, and he's joining the show today to share a story about the likes of which I've never heard before. He's gonna tell us about one hospital that was hit by ransomware. The results are unbelievable. So stay right where you are. We're gonna talk about what this hospital did and how you can protect yourself from ransomware. Hey, thanks for joining us for Kim Commando Explains. I'm sitting here with Rico Danielson. He's a great friend of the show and he always has these amazing stories
0: up his sleeve.
1: So Rico, I got the text, I want to know more. When you got that first phone call.
0: So I got the first phone call, picked up the phone and I started guiding a a very technical person through the dark because there was no internet connection to the world. This medical facility was just hard down. So I said, hey, you need to go ahead and start bringing in different team members, such as executives, CEOs, CIOs, CISOs. Um, Oh, you know, I I need we need to bring in legal. And at some point, we might even need to engage uh, law enforcement.
1: So so you have but before you have all this team together, he gave you a call. And how did he know that he was even our victim of ransomware?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is a great question. Uh, when he said that he had the ransomware uh, letter on his desktop, and I said, "Okay, what does it look like?"
1: Yeah, and what is it? What does a ransomware letter say?
0: So, so a ransomware letter, what it is and what it says. Usually, it's it's a gift from the ransom threat actor, right? Um, the other part is they would leave you this letter. That says, "Read me in bold text." So you click on it, and that actually just brings it up and executes, and it says. Your information has now been encrypted. Do not bother decrypting it. Do not bother doing these things. You have 24 hours to engage with us. You can make a payment on this specific um, crypto wallet to get your data back and decrypted.
1: Okay. So how much did they want, can you say?
0: Uh, Unfortunately, no, I can't because when we started doing the negotiation, they didn't want money. Oh. Because of certain propensities throughout the negotiation. Oh, okay. So we knew that we were dealing with uh, a specific threat acting group, a gang specifically. Um, we believe it was the Conti group.
1: And where are they out of?
0: So that's a conglomerate of um, different Asian countries such as China, Japan, and North Korea. Um, these three specific gang members have came together and they were actually working with TrickBot and also Conti. And they're selling each other accesses, they're selling each other data so they can carry out the additional parts of the ransomware itself.
1: So what is TrickBot and what's the other one you said? Conti? Conti. I
0: mean, <laughs> what,
1: what exactly do they do?
0: Right. Uh, so Conti is a threat acting group and they have different means and modalities to infiltrate a network or a system. And the way they go about doing it is very much called living off the land that means they're going to use every application that is on your device so it doesn't start making a bunch of noise on your alarms and systems like that now trickbot <clears throat> trickbot itself is a program that is being leveraged by these organizations but there is a company, or I'm not a company, but there's a gang organization called TrickBot, and they develop these TrickBots that are full of Trojans and ransomwares and and different command controls that call back out to the internet for ransomware to be propagated throughout your environment.
1: Now we've always heard about like these things being for sale on the dark web. Are these off the shelf ransomware as a service type of thing, or do you think these were homegrown?
0: No, so the these are becoming now now more sophisticated. Um, what I'm starting to see in 2020 now, and that we're just 10 days into it, is that these sophisticated threat actors are becoming very sophisticated in their threat acting. Um, they're no longer creating or using old school stuff like we we used to see a lot of uh, recycled uh, ransomware. Now they're actually figuring out how to use PowerShell, which is already installed in your machine, to leverage against you and find exploitations, such as the most recent one of Log4j and to do remote execution.
1: How long do you think it takes somebody to figure out how to, or these groups, not somebody, these groups to figure out like, hey, here's a great target, and what? Do, how do they even find a target?
0: So, finding the target, I don't think it's a big problem they're they're probably scouring the whole internet itself they're probably just looking for open sessions any open indexes any forward facing databases and they're they don't know who they're targeting so they go to the target and they're like hey look we have all these IP addresses we think these are servers we think these are databases and they'll do a thing called a snatch and grab they'll just go in there grab anything they'll write a grep command line it'll call out all the data and they'll exfiltrate all the data and they'll do that within about 10 days and what they'll do is they'll stagger their exfiltration packet sizes so you don't notice one huge packet size leaving your network it's more so one byte two byte three bytes 20 bytes here and there
1: and and then how do they determine who is supposed to get the readme text file i mean do they know who the it director is is that who they go after
0: <laughs> no no whatsoever um so what happens is they start they prop they have automated script once they get in there and they say propagate x um, x script to propagate this letter throughout there and carry out the ransom attack and the encryption mechanism and it'll just auto populate the whole type of environment so whether it's a medical device whether it's a kidney pump heart pump EKG a laptop, doctor's office, secretary, it doesn't identify, it doesn't discriminate, it just populates it and says, here's a ransom and here's my letter.
1: So everybody gets it. Lucky you. Everybody
0: gets (laughs) it. It's like Christmas, everybody gets it. Uh,
1: (laughs) Surprise. Wow. Okay, so so this IT person at a hospital gets this. He must have just freaked out.
0: Yep. So he's by himself. And he calls us and I said, Okay, I'm gonna help you out and walk you through this. And I got to the point so I said, Look, you're you're getting into some uncharted water. I need to know your background. And he said, I'm just an IT person. I said, Okay, cool. You need to start engaging more and more executives, more and more people who actually have the financial backing, decision making, and also the gumption and know how.
1: Well, and don't you so, if you have cyber insurance, I mean, don't you also have to alert them?
0: so they they did alert the cyber insurance and the cyber insurance um you know reached out to us and oh that's how they found you okay
1: all right yeah i was wondering how that Mm -hmm. all happened okay so so fiduciary relationships they have to get everybody involved from the top all the way to the board to legal to everything that's going on now what was the state of the hospital at this point was it still operational they did were the were the gangs giving them the time to pay
0: so at that point, the medical facility was still operational. They could do small clinical services, but at some point, they were actually starting to turn away um, uh, patients because the network is completely down, and they couldn't bring up their you know one of their cardiac machines or something of that matter.
1: Hmm. Gosh, it's a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't. Yeah,
0: more and more happening.
1: Yeah, there was a hospital, I think it was in Europe, where they got hit with ransomware, and they were actually reverting back to like paper charts with with no history to go back into to even like say that this was happening.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There was a pharmaceutical company here in in Phoenix, or not Phoenix, um, in California that got hit real bad last year, and they actually had to go back to their substance controlled. uh, items back on hand jamming them, and i and I met the the nurse practitioner who was the lead on the on the control substance for the narcotics, and it blew my mind like they were just you know control substance hand jamming prescriptions. Oh gosh
1: you know when you think yeah. about everything that's now controlled via the internet, give us a sense of scope is- i mean it, you mentioned the cardiac machines, the i v pumps, the pharmacies, the charts. Anything, I mean, I mean, I mean it's, it's everything in a hospital.
0: Yeah, the lunch machine, the POS machine, the, your coffee machine now. Um, you, you talk about anything and everywhere. It's, it, the internet is, is, upon, is, is us now, that we are the internet.
1: So you're sitting there and the hospital is slowly coming down, but you still have a lot of sick people that you need to take care of. At what point do you say, okay we need to start talking to these folks i mean how does that happen
0: yeah that's a great question so we got to the point we said hey look um your backups we see your backups they're encrypted they're they're not useful they're don't even bother your backups for your backups are gone um everything is beyond it's actually encrypted twice so there's no point of even looking at your file share or anything like that so we have to figure out who did this and how to get in communication with them? So the threat actors were very, very kind enough to leave us their ransom note that actually said, "Please contact us at this, uh, you know, our our webpage, if you will." So we reached out to them. We said, "Hey, just to let you guys know, you took down the hospital," and so that's when the communication negotiations started.
1: Did they speak English?
0: <laughs> it was all, it was all, it was all English to me because it was uh, done in um, done via email.
1: Oh, okay. So there was no actual phone calls, but a lot of things going back and forth.
0: Oh, absolutely. And there's a whole process to engage a threat actor. Uh, you have to de-anomalize your own network, your own computer. It's just you can't just go plug and play and punch in an email address and say, hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, there's, a whole bigger pro- <laughs> there's a whole bigger process so, so, behind
1: that. So how do you do that?
0: Yeah, there are certain services that allow you to do it. Um, you can you, you can pay for them. Uh, they're out there. If not, you have to go. You have to have a whole different environment, separated outside the United States, more than likely, and then you have to de-identify your MAC address, your IP address, and show up in their foreign country, which will probably be China or, Ch- or North Korea, um, and then at that point, go to their website, decrypt the way to their website, and then start engaging with them on some sort of guerrilla mail, if you will. Um, and for, for secure lines of communication.
1: All right, so stay right where you are because when we come back with Rico Danielson, we're going to talk more about how exactly they got in touch with these gang members and what happened exactly to this hospital. Welcome back to Kim Commando Explains. We're in great conversation with our good friend, Rico Danielson, who's, are you just like this cyber god, or is that it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, i'm just a humble humble <laughs>
1: you got it all right so you get in touch with these gang members i mean like you know you're joking around it's like hey how are you what's up dude you know what do you say
0: so the the interaction is very respectful right they're in the business of of being in business so what we say is uh good afternoon uh gang member so and so um Ryan, you with regards to this specific, um, on this specific exfiltration, on this specific date. Here's your ransomware uh, letter. Uh, please let me let us know how you guys wanna proceed. Secondarily, this is a medical facility. And that's when things got kind of interesting at that point.
1: Did they know that they hit a medical facility?
0: Absolutely not. They, whenever you research the threat profile of these threat actors, uh, they're more so for governments, aerospace, defense, um, a lot more, more government-based, more agency-based uh, attacks. Very sophisticated attacks.
1: So, do different ransomware gangs target different industries so they don't run into each other?
0: Um, yeah, they will. They will. Uh, there is a an honor amongst thieves, uh, if you will. There is a very interesting code that they have that if they, they try not to do – some threat actor groups try not to do schools, try not to do hospitals, try not to do cancer centers, whereas other spinoff threat actors will do whatever they want because they just want money. Um, the bigger, if you will, the bigger boys, uh, what they'll do is they will target bigger um, bigger victims, if you will, such as the – you know, United States government or uh, Venezuelan government or, or oil and pipeline uh, type deal versus, you know, medical facilities and whatnot.
1: How many different attacks, Rico, do you think are happening at this very moment
0: globally? A mil- millions. Millions? Millions. Millions.
1: And they're going after anything that they can, trying to get in anywhere that they can. Um, is there one mistake that this hospital made that allowed them to get in?
0: You know, I don't want to say this specific me- medical facility made a mistake. I would say that a mistake in general is people forget or companies forget that cybersecurity is not a set in. Forget it. It is a participation sport and you have to be actively involved. Um, if you're going to just say, hey, I'm going to put a firewall up and some email stuff and I'm done. I'm Good to go. Uh, chances are you're probably been breached and it's just a matter of time. So I believe that a lot of people are not in that cybersecurity mindset.
1: Is it still through a phishing email and, and social engineering or is it different now?
0: Um, so now it's getting more sophisticated. Uh, phishing email, they're gonna hit you on multiple fronts and when they come to your house, right? They're gonna come to your house, you know, via email, they're gonna they're gonna try doing a voice text messaging now. I'm starting to see quite a bit in that. They're gonna try to hit your IVR system if you have a multiple phones. Um, they're gonna try your social media. They're reconning you for months and months now, and then they're gonna hit your business to see if you have any forward-facing or publicly-facing applications, um, such as like a web portal that says, "Hey, you know, come to Rico's Rico's cool website <laughs> and enter your information," and then they're gonna try to take the, all that information.
1: So, what was the time between you sent the note that said, "Hey, you know, we are in contact, we're a medical facility"? How long did it take for them to write you back?
0: It was about twenty four hours.
1: Is that normal?
0: Um, so it really depends on how dispersed their group is. If I've seen groups like disperse their their operations, their threat acting operations like in China, and some of them are Australia, some of them are Singapore, Some of them are here in the United States. So it depends which group you get and which team member you get. Um, it might be twenty four hours, it might be seventy two hours. Some people would just like to mess with you and, and leave you hanging for three months. Oh,
1: gosh, that'd be awful. <laughs> I mean, yep. You know, we're just going to start over, you know. At that point, than... just
0: start over, yeah. Yep.
1: And so, was this unique to this situation that you didn't have a phone call or does this normally just happen by email?
0: So, it depends, again, on the threat actor group. If it's more of the European Eastern Bloc, um, Middle Eastern, they'll, they're more likely to get on the phone with you. Um, they have burner phones and they'll, or they'll just do VoIP hopping, which is fine the asian pacific uh, i don't really see them doing too much communication on the phone it's more so on the email communication or some sort of signal communication
1: so what did they say when they wrote you back
0: (laughs) so i got on the phone with them or on on the email with them i said hey folks this is what we're looking at it's a medical facility and uh word for word is we truly apologize if we did not know it was a medical facility uh, please let us know how would you like to receive the encryption keys. I've never seen that, that in my life.
1: That was it? I that mean was it. So, no, no. <laughs> so the gang has integrity, empathy? I know,
0: I know. I I'm right there with you. A lot of people are like, wait a minute, hold on. The gang has integrity, and you know, some gangs do, some gangs don't. Um, but in this one, it was very shocking to see that they provided the encryption key. <laughs>
1: they must be buddhist what goes around comes around thinking <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're going to be they're going to be sitting in a hospital someday and somebody's going to do ransomware and they're not going to be able to get any help but it, it's fascinating that that they just gave in like that
0: well it's it's uh i think once you present the 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 facts of saying look we're not only fbi involved right now we have um Now we have other law enforcement involved but you also took down a medical facility and so like the pressure starts getting to them and if you're dealing with a junior threat actor chances are they don't have the stamina to keep up or they don't want to so i think we lucked out on this one
1: so how'd you get the keys back what happened
0: it was a link they sent me downloaded it and then we actually had to create a decryption mechanism an application custom one we spun one up. We said, "Hey, we need a proof of life of the digital of the um, the digital files that y'all took." And so they sent us over and they said, "Decrypt these files with this encryption key," and we process it for it. I'm like, "Boom! There you go. There's your proof of life."
1: Proof of life. I've never heard that concept before. Never heard that.
0: Yeah. So in a hostage negotiation and also in a ransomware negotiation. Oh, I see. I, yes. Yep, okay. I don't know if if you're if you're you know pull me for. Um, you know, a joke or whatever. So I say, hey, if you got my my whole hard drive, give me the first top folders and show me the proof of life. That's like asking the hostage a a, a keyword. Say, okay, man, where were you born? Um, okay, where are you from? What's your mother's maiden name and what's your favorite cookie?
1: <laughs> what's your favorite cookie? Um, yeah. It is a lot like like uh, kidnapping negotiations, huh?
0: Yeah, ransomware. Absolutely.
1: All right. So how long did it take before? Okay. So you said, you mentioned, what was it, three or four weeks?
0: Yeah. So it was uh, three weeks while the, while the medical facility was down. And recently we've been actually up and going now uh, we've had to bring in, had to bring in a bunch of different partner, different providers, um, you know, different service providers. Uh, we've been working weekends straight. I think this is the six week straight, fifth week straight that we're just, churning through data, getting the right people in the house, getting the right people in the decision-making, Give them the tools, give them the network visibility, and, and bringing the medical facility back online.
1: It's, you know, it's actually pretty remarkable that you've been able to do all that.
0: Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, want to take credit seriously. for it. Well, However, it's all, you know, like uh, you said,
1: it's, all, it's a whole team that does that. a whole team,
0: yeah. And,
1: uh, you know, but it, this, the steps are interesting. I mean, you know, you get the note, who do you contact, how do you do this? what happens afterwards and I'm still amazed that they just said you know it's okay and we're sorry
0: (laughs) I'm surprised just as you are I've never seen this in my life but next week whenever we move on to the next uh incident response and ransom um if we've run across these people again uh it might be a different story right
1: yeah that's true they hit a government facility they're like all bets are off sorry that's just the way it is Mm mm-hmm
0: yeah. So, I wouldn't doubt
1: so, it. so what are some key takeaways for folks that are listening?
0: Now, now, uh, 2021, I would have told you something a little bit different. 2022 is you need to spot check uh, your environment. You need to go in there and actually understand your environment, whether it's your home environment, your business environment, and do a compromise assessment. Um, Go in there and and deploy agents across your environment and say, okay, what do I see? What do I don't see? And what should I see? And then go from there. That's what I would recommend. And then adjust fire from there. If you need to update some stuff, update it. Great. Do it. If uh, you need to increase your cyber insurance, like this is a perfect time because I'm starting to see a lot of cyber insurance uh, firms not cover coverages anymore because That's they're true. putting it back on the, yep, they're putting it back That's- on the consumer. That's yeah, rough. you have to
1: have, because I know like when we went to renew our policy, it was like we had to have certain amounts of training, uh, oh, yeah. penetration testing, you know, everything it, else just to get the, <laughs> the insurance that, you know, would, would cover the business in the unlikely event that we do get hit by ransomware. Mm-hmm. It's like having car insurance now. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, we always said, cyber insurance? Really? What? You know, now know. It's like, yes, <laughs> if you have a business, you need to do that. Rico, thanks for sharing your story with us. Um, Absolutely. Fascinating stuff. And let us know the next time you run into somebody or these people. I'd love to hear from you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I think it'll probably be next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably. Thanks, Rico. You got it. Could you imagine cyber attackers saying we're sorry? Now, you need to have a few security tips up your sleeve. As Rico says, don't expect ransomware to go away anytime soon. If you don't have a defense plan in place, well, here are some tips. First off, you know the drill. Keep current backups of all your files so you never have to succumb to ransomware. So if you have a backup and they hit you with ransomware, you say, hey, you guys and gals can go pound sand because I don't need those files back because I have a backup. Of course, you've heard me talk about iDrive, a great sponsor of our show. Protects all of your PC, Macs, iPads, and Android devices with just one account. Go to iDrive.com and use promo code Kim and you're gonna save a bundle of money. I think it's just, I don't know, seven or eight bucks a month. Having a backup is the most important preventive measure that you can take. But there are also some common sense security practices. Like for example, yes, don't use the password password or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You want strong, unique passwords for all of your different accounts. You don't wanna click links or open files from suspicious emails. That includes also those PDFs, spreadsheets, or Word docs. And speaking of Word, I want you to make sure that you disable the macros, because hackers can use malicious macros to break into your computer. Now, what about that webcam? Just keep it covered, put a little post-it note on it, whatever you wanna do, piece of electrical tape, because scammers can secretly record videos of you and try to blackmail you. Pay us money or we're gonna upload those videos online. Last but not least, keep everything that you have updated. I'm talking about your computer, your router, your apps. The bad guys and gals are always finding new vulnerabilities. And thanks for taking a listen to this podcast. And just a quick reminder to rate, review, subscribe, and follow our podcast and say a few nice words because that helps more people find our podcast. And speaking of, don't forget every single day, you're gonna love it. Get the daily tech update and the digital life hack. Then they're also available as a podcast. Just search for Commando wherever you do get your podcast with a K. Of course, you know that. And I'll see you on the radio.